0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 34 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we conclude our study for this week, covering the January the 25th to January the 21st section of the Doctrine and Covenants section 6 to 9. This is the Spirit of Revelation Come Follow Me manual. In the Doctrine and Covenants Come Follow Me manual, I should say. Um, And today we're concluding it, like I say, and we're going to finish off a a verse in section 9, which I wanted to cover yesterday, and then move into section 7, back to section 7, as I think that section 7 is a bit of a separate um, kind of discourse. Um, So it says, obviously we were talking about Oliver Cowdery and his um, desire to translate, but then how that desire... You know, he was able to have a go with it, but then it didn't quite work out. Uh, and this is the Lord t- talking to him about it. In verse 11, though, it says something quite interesting. It says, behold, it was expedient when you commenced, but you feared and the time is passed and it is not expedient now. So it seems that it wasn't necessarily that Oliver wasn't able to do it, but he was concerned or had some anxiety or fear over it and he stopped. And now because of the timetable of the Lord and the fact that this needs to get published, um, the Lord says the time is past. Howard uh, W. Hunter said this, quote, Oliver Cowdery was one who for just a moment slipped his shoes off while the game was still going, and it led to one of the great disappointments in church history. He had been serving as scribe for the Prophet Joseph Smith as the Book of Mormon was being translated, and the Lord told him that he too would be granted the gift of translation. Oliver was not as ready as he might have been, or as he once had been. His belief in himself and in his great last day work had faltered just a bit, and he cried out, wait while, while I get ready. But he learned that eternal work can seldom wait for long. The Lord eventually replied to him, Because you did not continue as you commenced, I have taken away this privilege. You feared, and the time is past, and it is not expedient now. The opportunity of a lifetime had not been seized, and it was gone forever. Now, obviously very strong words by present Hunter, because obviously with Martin Harris and his and the talk of how he like made mistakes, but then he was able to repent and still do great work. In this case, Oliver wasn't you know, able to translate, as far as we know, uh, at any point in the future. The Lord did promise that he would be able to later uh, in these chapters, but he didn't. Uh, and so it seems that this is an opportunity missed in this case with Oliver Cowtree. And what can we learn from that? I suppose that, you know, we still need to, whilst we can repent and still do the work the Lord desires of us, there are certain things that are on a timetable. Uh, and if we want to take part in all the things the Lord has in store for us, I suppose that we need to try and make sure we make the right choices today. Um, The Lord will still have great and marvellous things planned for us if we do repent and return to him from our mistakes, Um, but there may be certain things that we miss the opportunity to do once again. Um, In Doctrine and Covenants 7 now, uh, this is an interesting one because this is basically a translated version of a record made by John on parchment uh, that's joseph smith received um when they were wondering about whether john the, the beloved had tarried in the flesh or had died and i suppose you know <laughs> oliver and um joseph they were having this discussion about whether he was alive or not and so what better way to resolve it than by asking the lord and receiving a revelation from john's records himself now I think what's interesting about this for me, first of all, is that this rec- this is a translation. This is another translation of an ancient, ancient record. But this record, Joseph and Oliver did not have in front of them. The Lord gave it to them through a vision uh, of this record. And what this tells me is that the Book of Mormon did not necessarily need to have gold plates dug up from the ground uh, to be able to translate it. The Lord, if He desired, would have been able to give the text of the Book of Mormon to a prophet, seer, and revelator like Joseph Smith, without the need for the ancient records being there. Um, so why did he? So why was it so important that Joseph had the gold plates in order to receive the translation of the Book of Mormon? Well, I suppose it is a much longer translation than the than the eight verses that we have from this parchment. So perhaps it would have taken more. Uh, spiritual efforts and, str- and struggling on the part of Joseph without the record actually being physically there. That's a, that's a possibility. I suppose also we needed the plates because otherwise we wouldn't have the three witnesses and the eight witnesses. Uh, and I think that that forms a great part or foundation of further wit- additional witnesses for such a long and lengthy and, in- and important record that we have. So I think there's there's a couple of reasons there, and I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. But um, a few verses I wanted, wanted to pick out from this in the five minutes that I have left. First of all, the first verse uh, says, And the Lord said unto me, John, my beloved, what desirest thou? For if thou shalt, if you shall ask what you will, it shall be granted unto you. So an opportunity that John has here of receiving of his desires. And, um, um, Elder Geoffrey R. Holland said this: quote, "The Apostle John asked the Lord if he, John, might remain on the earth beyond the normal span of life for no other purpose than to bring more souls unto God. In granting that wish, the Savior said that this was a greater work and a nobler desire, even than that of desiring to come to the presence of the Lord speedily." Close quote. So, as we, as Elder Holland explains, throughout this uh, short revelation, um, Peter asks to speedily return to him and then the Lord seems to indicate that what John has asked for is a greater work um and I've you know I'm not sure what to 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 think about this is it the case that John did actually ask for a, a greater thing than what Peter asked for or is it that John asked for a greater work than he had he had been engaged in already um you know there's some discussion either way and I don't think we have an answer to that um But I think that, you know, whatever the case is, we should be careful not to compare ourselves with what other people have done and whether their work is greater. Let's focus on our work. And if we can do a greater work in the span of our life that has been done already. And I think that, you know, for me already, it gives me such a great enthusiasm and motivation to keep going because it is so easy to compare ourselves to others. Oh, they've done this already or they've been able to do this and I've only done this. Um, And that is dangerous thinking but if we think about well, i've done this and this so far and now we've been given the opportunity to do this you know that's that's an even that's a better way of seeing these things what greater work can we do than we have done so than we, than we have done already than already in our lives but what i want to finish on is verse 8 uh, because i really like the quote that goes with it as well it says verily i say unto you ye shall have, bo- have both have according to your desires for ye both joy in that which ye have desired so that, as, it, as it says, at the end of all of this, the saviour gives both of them what they've desired uh, and they'll both have joy in it, uh, which is the most important thing. Elder Neil A. Maxwell said this, quote, God thus takes into merciful account not only our desires and our performance, but also the degrees of difficulty which our varied circumstances impose upon us. No wonder we will not complain at the final judgment, especially since even the celestial kingdom glory surpasses all understanding. God delights in blessing us, especially when we realize joy in that which we have desired. Close quote. This is a wonderful quote uh, because I think for us it is such a um, reassuring as a view of the eternities. I think we often get hung up on this perfectionist view. And I know that obviously we are commanded to be perfect and one day in the celestial kingdom, we will become perfect. That is the goal. Um, But I love how Elder Maxwell, first of all, points out that this will come to pass because of our performance. Yes, needs to be taken into account. But our desires, do we desire to have that celestial glory with our families? If we do, that's one big step along the way. Um, Our performance is important, but also our varied circumstances. Our circumstances make an important part of that whole judgment process. You know, I know individuals who have been so through so much, and yes, you know, they, they've made a lot more mistakes than other people have, and maybe they've not repented of them. But the things they've had to go through, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to, to sit in councils and various situations where, you know, mistakes have been discussed, and I look at that individual and in some cases, you know, that, that, you know, it's because of their desire, you know, and and that's unfortunate. But in some cases and a number of cases, it's their circumstances that have led to such horrific things that, you know, they've had to go through that you think, wow. I mean, the fact that you've just done this is incredible. And I think that we need to, uh, that's why we can't judge. And that's why we're told so often in the scriptures, we cannot judge anyone. That's what that's left with the Lord. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, we are we are blessed to know that our Saviour is so merciful and will and will bless us uh, with great blessings in the hereafter. Obviously, at, at this stage, we are hoping to develop ourselves to become more like our Saviour so we can live with him and our, and our Heavenly Father and our loved ones for eternity. But that's just a lot of comfort. Uh, and so this short little passage of a translation just gives us a lot. And so I encourage you to study that today um, and just kind of look and see what you learn from it. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do follow the podcast on, on the, um, Facebook. That's uh, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.